Yo, 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 you're listening to The Tony Show. I am your host, Tony, and you're listening to my show. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number one. So to give you a little bit about my show, this show will be very light, but at the same time, we can get into some of the heavier or deeper, darker subjects. So for my own personal part, I'll be talking a lot about my own personal interests and and experience. So that would include technologies, uh, fashion, that would include food, that would include sports, you know, a a whole bunch of different things that we can talk about. Uh, But that will just be on my own and I will share information that you probably haven't heard about uh, and I'll share my opinion on things. And another part of my show will be having guests or guests on my show. So having guests on my show will mostly focus on what they care about. For example, if they really are passionate about architecture, if they're really passionate about photography, then we'll have a conversation around that because they are the experts and we want them to talk. And that's the reason we want to have guests on our show is because our knowledge are limited. No matter how much research we can do, we still haven't done a lot of things and collect a lot of experience from things such as you know fashion because I've never done fashion design before and I don't follow the trend so much so maybe someone else who is extremely passionate about it can come to our show and talk about it so for my show I only have two promises to you if I can crack a smile on your beautiful face then I fail if I don't say something or provide you with something to think about or give you some inspirations on my show I fail so without those two I will if my podcast don't have those two things, I will take away my show, destroy it, and open up a new one. <laughs> because I like to talk on these podcasts and share uh, my story with you and, you know, spend some quality time with you because you have a beautiful face. And that is amazing. Anyway, so now on to our t- today's topic. And today we're talking about lithium battery. So you may think, okay, lithium battery, pretty boring stuff. Um, yes, it is. But it's very, 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 very exciting topic if you think from a technology point of view. Right, so now if we have a 12-hour battery life, what are you going to do? You're probably going to go home, sit down, pour yourself a glass of wine, you know, shake it, smell it, pretend that you like wine and pretend you like red wine. You will take a sip and on your face it will show a very enjoying kind of gesture and uh, facial expression but in your heart you're like oh why am i doing this because i can just drink orange juice so then you calm down and start writing a letter to that girl you have a crush on and say dear baby i today something incredible happened to me my battery lasted 12 hours i think this is a sign that we should be together because i think our relationship, if we're together, will last long, as long as my battery, exactly 12 hours. Something like that I sent it to her, right? Um, you know, that's that's how I imagine it. Um, so give you a background on lithium battery. Uh, they're actually a technology developed in the 1990s, to be exact 1991, and commercialized by Sony. So in the past, we have tried to do a lot of things to increase the capacity for this battery, um, but we don't have a huge, dramatic innovation or breakthrough, right? We still have a lot of bigger battery that lasts maybe 12 hours, but they're limited by their physical size because essentially you're trying to cram or cram as much stuff into this little space as possible. But we do have some great news coming out of industry 
whether if they could be coming really soon or there could be just something they claim to have. So the first news is coming out from Samsung. So about a, a month and a half ago, Samsung has claimed that they have made a breakthrough, right? They have invested billions of dollars and finally they have something that can be commercialized soon. So this new next generation battery will last 21 hours, which is quite incredible compared to the 12 hours um, better life that we get, you know, the longest better life we get today. And what it, what it did is that, I don't really understand the science too much part, but, uh, you know, what it did is that they have replaced the graphite annals, which is a part of battery that received charges with protective graphene coated silicon uh, material, which made it really highly durable and highly uh, and high in capacity. So those are the things that are really beneficial for battery because you want to have long durability, which is you can have a, a thousand or 10,000 charges without losing your capacity and without losing your battery efficiency or voltage and those kind of things and still keep the phone running. At the same time, you have a huge battery space, right? So this is like you have a, a, a big bottle and before we're just trying to increase the size of this bottle, right? Because we can't compress water and put it into the, to the water bottle and when we drink it's still okay with it. So that's essentially what we have done before. But now we have a new material that potentially can compress these water going to the water bottle and we can consume it safely um, and for a longer period of time. So when the, when the capacity is doubled, it means that we can actually reduce the physical size of these batteries by half as well. So for example, if you think about it, nowadays, the hottest keyword in the tech industry is wearables and internet of things, right? So you're talking about these wristbands coming out and they have to be very small. And at the same time, they have to have long lasting battery. For example, if you're talking about the new Apple Watch, it only lasts, you know, at most 10 hours if you don't overly use it. If you don't play around with it, you might be able to get 15 hours or so, right? Um, but people don't want that kind of devices still. It's still a new product, it's still a toy for people. If we want people to adopt those kind of products, we can change people's behavior. And the thing is that we never have to charge our watches. Right now we have these crazy watches coming out, which is awesome. They look fantastic, futuristic, but it only lasts 10 hours, right? So what's the point? Um, and that's why I started using this uh, wristband I bought from Xiaomi, which is a Chinese company that made a lot of great technologies. So the Mi Band, which is uh, the wristband I bought, it's a fantastic device that will record your steps, your calories burned, your sleep cycle, and those kind of things and you can sync it with your Bluetooth on your phone and you can even use it as almost like a smart key uh, like if your phone is detecting this wristband you can unlock it without typing in a password pattern um, and if uh, you have these messages coming up they have these this blinker or notification light on your wristband that you can receive notification lights from your phone which is terrific right so you don't have to look down at your phone all the time and with some software apps you can customize different apps notification to different color of light. Like for example, I set Gmail to red. I set Facebook messages and Facebook notifications to blue. I set text messages to green and etc. So that was wonderful. And with the next generation battery coming out for Samsung into these wearable technologies, they can last for a long time. 
And for my wristband, the reason I bought it is because it lasts at least 40 to 50 days. And that's incredible because I've been started using it at the beginning of June and it still has battery in it. When, well, obviously I haven't really turned on my battery, uh, my Bluetooth on all the time and I haven't really, you know, been transmitting data between the two devices much, but it's still really incredible to see that kind of battery life. And that's something we need. So uh, now let's talk about the real estate uh, situation about this battery. So this battery is set to be commercialized in about two or three years. So we won't see the battery be in a lot of cell phones or in computers until 2017-2018, which is a very reasonable um, outside timeline because the company will only have enough confidence to say, okay, we can commercialize it when I say, oh, we'll commercialize in two or three years. If you're here a company that said, okay, we'll commercialize this technology in about 20 years, then you're probably looking at or watching a marketing demonstration. For this, as much as I understand that Samsung is trying to create uh, a, a sort of uh, virality with this new technology breakthrough, and they may not have the prototype even yet, but if they say they can commercialize in two or three years, it's still better if it's five or 10 years. So the reason in the past we haven't really had a breakthrough was because of a few things. And number one is definitely the st stability of the battery. So as you know, the battery is essentially a bunch of chemicals mixed up together. So you have the solution and you have uh, the metal, right? So you put a metal in the solution and the electrons get to be captured within those space. And before, if you want to increase capacity or condense it even more, you cause your battery to be much more unstable, which may cause the battery to explode or catch on flame or catch on fire. And that could be a very terrible thing happening, right? And you don't want to commercialize product, products like that. And uh, another thing is that you want to, uh, you want a battery to have ability to charge really fast and have a good amount of recharge cycles. So in the past, there were a bunch of labs that come out with uh, studies or with um, different innovations claiming that they've discovered a huge capacity battery but it takes like a year to charge or like a day to charge. It's ridiculous. Like, no one's gonna use it so it's essentially useless for commercial purposes. And another thing is to be able to last several cycles, right? So before we talk about the battery being durable is that if you only charge it for like 100 cycles and then your battery only have 50% capacity, what's the point to increase capacity in the first place, right? So this is from Samsung. And there's another news recently about, I think last month, uh, and this company has always been in development uh, and research for this battery. And actually it came out, I think there was an article back in 2014 talking about this. And this company is called 24M. So 24M is a company uh, based out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. And they have spent four and a half years in research and development. They found a new type of manufacturing methodology to produce lithium-ion battery to make sure that the capacity is increased and you have a low cost of production. So to explain a little bit about the manufacturing methodology for producing a lithium-ion battery, you have to start with a traditional battery. Right, so the traditional lithium-ion battery are made by a thin layer of metal, you coat it with a type of liquid, and you compress the two and you let it dry. And this is your one layer. And then after that, you layer a bunch of them together and compress it again, and you have a battery. So that's how the modern lithium battery are made in very simple form, obviously. 
So the new methodology that 24M is thinking of adopting is having a huge chunk of metal solid and another part of it would just be liquid. And they say this technology would allow the size to be reduced by 50%, thus increasing the capacity by 50%, because apparently if you have five layers of uh, metals or five layers of metal and liquid, whatever's inside is not being utilized properly, right? So now you have two solids, uh, that's much more efficient, according to the company, right? So they actually have a patent for this, which means that it is novel and is useful and et cetera, et cetera. So this is really good news, right? Um, and another good news for is for the business is also for good for the consumer is that instead of investing a billion dollar into the plants like the Gigafactory that Tesla built to reduce costs and also uh, because when you produce these batteries you have to have a very long assembly line, right? You have to have an assembly line which put the metal down, another machine for coating it, another machine for drying it, another machine for compressing all these layers together, another machine for packaging, etc, etc. And if you want to mass produce batteries, you have to have a huge factory, right? For example, the Gigafactory cost, I think, $5 billion for Tesla. And with this new technology, you can only, you can build a, you can build a plant with only $12 million, which is about 1% of the cost that it needs to build a gigafactory plant, right? And this means that there will be more companies joining the competition. The more competition it is, if you have studied economics and if economics is true in life, then we should be seeing the price of these batteries going down, which means our battery, uh, which means our electronic devices should see a decrease in price as well, thus benefiting the customers. So. Um, the company has raised 50 million dollars, which is, you know, quite impressive, but they're claiming that it won't have the technology ready until 2017, and they can't mass produce it until 2020, so that's five years, right? So compared to Samsung, it may not be a huge difference, but it's just kind of a, a confidence level that 24M, you know, they're a startup, they don't have a lot of cash, 50 million dollars a lot, but if you're doing R&D, it's like very small amount of money. Um, so. You know, we never know what's going to happen until we wait and see in 2017 if they will have something coming out for smaller scales in 2020 to see if they have a commercialized uh, product. So we talked a lot about a lithium ion battery, right? So lithium is a metal that we use in these batteries. And the reason we use that is because it's stable, it is uh, very durable, etc. But a Stanford science lab or Stanford scientists have found out that they can use aluminum as anode for the battery, which makes it a much better battery. And here's why. One thing is that it only takes one minute to charge. Two, it has 7,500 cycles. So essentially if you charge once a day, that is almost 20 years. If you charge twice a day, that's 40 years of battery. And the battery is 4,000 milliamps in storage and that's huge battery so i would say that one would probably last 15 hours or 16 hours so it's not a huge increase in capacity it's only 4000 milliamps but you can only charge it in one minute so i can go to work throw it on my desk where i have a wireless charge uh, charging panel uh, plate or i can plug into my computer after a minute is charged right this is this is incredible technology because there are two things that we can do for battery to make our experience with electronics much better. Number one thing is have a huge capacity, right? So essentially you have a huge water bottle that you can drink the water out for a long time. 
or it can have a water tap that fell out of the water bottle in like a second. Right, so this is exactly what's happening and the angle that a Stanford scientists have taken. So with this battery, uh, the electro, uh, electrolyte, it's the same thing, essentially it's a type of salt, right? And you mix this with the aluminum anode and somehow they made this technology to not uh, be unstable. So this technology is actually very stable. You can bend it, it's extremely flexible, right? With today's lithium ion battery, you, you can't even drop it hard on the floor. It might explode, it might catch on fire in that way. And with this new technology, it sounds like you can bend it and, and flex it as much as you want. And this is also the claim, I forgot to say, a claim for uh, the 24 amp battery as well. So for that battery, you can even penetrate it with a nail or smash into pieces without it catching on fire, which is uh, extremely useful for today's battery, which means that you know safety is definitely guaranteed or is much uh, better than today's standard. Um, and that's always the thing, right? With t technologies, you always want to consider safety first because without safety, you have no product. So this uh, battery technology from Stanford obviously is still in the lab stage. You never know if it's going to be ever commercially viable because it's only producing half the voltage it requires to run an electronic device such as our phone, our tablet, or our computer, right? So, um, but it's really good for a power grid that requires storing and releasing energy constantly such as a solar power battery. For example, if we have a solar panel, the battery would store a lot of electricity into uh, the, the battery pack storage and uh, they would release a ba the battery power at night for people to use and they will recharge every single day. And with this battery, it charges uh, up to 7500 cycles, which is definitely you know, useful in this case, but it's only at half their voltage. So if they, have, they can solve that problem, then we can see a much, much battery coming out. And with this battery, I have to say, it's probably a bit better than battery we have uh, from coming out of Samsung and 24M. Because if you have a bigger battery, it obviously will take longer to charge. And if you charge it faster, they can you know destroy the battery in some way. With this, even though we only have 4,000 milliamps, if it can throw on a plate for a minute, plug into a cord for a minute and it's done, it's charged, I don't really care, right? I can charge it on, on the road, I can charge it at work, I can charge it at home, I can charge it while I'm taking a shower. I can charge it while you know I go eat some instant noodle. It's incredible. So I think this technology is much better um, if it becomes viable compared to 24M and Samsung's technology. Having that a charge time is the same for 24M and Samsung as today's technology. So lastly, I just want to touch on something really quickly, just to end our show, is a type of battery called sponge copper. So they use this special type of copper. Uh, it has huge capacity, but it takes much, much, much longer to charge and lose energy really fast. For example, you can charge the battery to, let's say, um, 2000 milliamps, which is almost a standard for today's battery, or 3000 milliamps, today's uh, standard for battery. Then it probably will take a day to charge. Right, so you throw it in, it takes a day to charge. Um, even though we have bigger capacity, it's kind of painful, right? Because we don't really have time for it to, to be charged, otherwise, we we'll have to buy two. Uh, but then the manufacturer won't have the flexibility to, you know, embed a battery within the phone. Um, and there's a lot of different things that you can do with these kind of battery because they also lose energy really fast. So, let's say you put the phone on standby, just on your desk. 
will lose its battery really, really quickly. You know, maybe you will lose 30% in about a few hours. And that's not going to be useful because you want to use a battery for a long, long period of time. So that really gives us something to think about is that what kind of battery do you want to come out? Do you want a battery that charges really fast, like in a minute, but it has approximately the same amount of capacity, like 15 or 16 hours of capacity? Or do you want a bigger ba capacity battery, such as a 4,000 a 4, uh, sorry, a, a 5,000 or 6,000 milliamps, which doubles the capacity that we have today, that will probably last 21 hours or 24 hours of a better life uh, and support uh, longer usage? So which one do you want? So that's my question for you. And if you want to comment in the comment section, if I provide you with one, or if you have any thoughts, please let me know um, via Facebook, via Twitter, or you can text me if you're my friend, which is, which is kind of lame, man. You can talk to me about my podcast, man. Don't talk about work with my friend. Um, anyway, so I really hope that you guys enjoy the show. You really enjoy the segment. Um, obviously, this is my first episode, and I really... I'm looking for some feedback. I'm really looking for uh, things I can do to improve my show. I'm looking for potentially what I can do more about my show. Maybe you wanted me to talk about something more. Maybe you wanted me to talk about uh, a different topic. Uh, tell me what are you interested in. So just throw me ideas and I'll definitely think about it. Once again, you're listening to The Tony Show. Thank you so much for listening and you have a wonderful day. Bye. this island I don't know